You guys are awesome. I'm I'm stoked y'all here. Uh, yeah, if you if you're new, that's awesome. I'm stoked. I'm stoked that this is this is so cool. Um, it's the happy spring break eve. Tomorrow's spring break, and it's spring break eve. So that's that's exciting. Um, yeah. I'm I'm happy. I feel like I feel like I just want to hang out. Um, whenever we were worshiping, I was like. Uh, we can just be done now. <laughs> like this is this is awesome. So uh, we won't be done. Um, I'm gonna pray and then and then we'll uh, look at the Bible. But uh, yeah, thank you, Jesus, for tonight. Thank you for um, yeah, just everybody here and uh, God. I just pray that you would uh, um, hear your voice tonight. Um, open our eyes and ears and minds to hear what you have to say to us and help us to hear. Uh, yeah, just just your words, God. We love you. Um, and we're grateful for you, and we're just uh, thankful to be here. Amen. Um, yeah, it's awesome that we get to meet on campus. Um, I'm really grateful for this room, and yeah, just, just having a lot of fun. So uh, I'm just going to start by reading this passage of Scripture. It's in Philippians, the book of Philippians, verse 4, or excuse me, chapter 4, um, verse uh, 4, starting verse 4. Um, we'll just read the rest of it. Um, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. Um, so, yeah, basically, I don't know if you're allowed. To, are you allowed to have a favorite book in the Bible? Okay, I think mine's Philippians right now. Um, just like my favorite ice cream is cookies and cream right now. But it won't always be, and that'll change. So, um yeah, so so I don't, some of us were here. Timmy was talking um, about what you what you talk about most is what you love, right? Um, if y'all didn't weren't there for it, it was amazing. It was it's all I've been thinking about, and that's really obvious to you. Excuse me, that's really obvious to your friends, maybe more than you. Um, your friends will talk about stuff, and you're like, oh my gosh, and it might be embarrassing. Oh man, do I really talk about that thing that much? You know what I'm saying, like. Fantasy football, golf, video games, a show, a book, or a class. Um, so what you talk about most really is kind of like it becomes your public identity. What I talk about most, I become that guy, right? Does that make sense? Um, another way we say this is a soul will be dyed by the color of your thoughts. So what you're talking about is what you're thinking about. And what you're, what you're thinking about is kind of who you are. Um, so if you always talk about how tired or busy you are, then you'll kind of be known for being tired or busy, right? Um, and, and your friends out of love will just kind of stop inviting you to stuff. They're like, oh, man, you're always so busy. I didn't want to bother you, right? And you're like, oh, I, I, okay, that's fair. I do always say how tired and busy I am, and so thank you for loving me like that, but I want you to keep inviting me, right? Does that make sense? Um, you might not, yeah. Um, so what if you were always, what if you were the one person or, or, or someone in your friend group who always talked about your life as if it was abundant? 
what if you always were just like stoked on life and you talked about life like I'm not yeah, I'm tired, but it's because my life is so awesome right now. Or if you talked about God as if he was really good. Um, man, we had a blast today um, out in front of the lair um, talking and introducing people to Jesus. And um, yeah, it's just so fun to get to talk to, to people and they kind of freak out because they're like, hold on. I thought I, I, I grew up in church and I just thought Jesus was this way. But what you're talking about is something completely different. Um, and that's just, that's just such a huge privilege um, if you don't think about God that way, well, that, that's okay, but that, that, like, I'm just kind of, let's see reality tonight. Does that make sense? Um, so tonight we're basically just talking about your thought life, okay? Um, it's a big, 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 big deal, okay? Um, we don't use that terminology all the time, but thought life is really kind of the foundation of everything else that, that goes on in, in your school, in your family, um, in your dorm or your apartment, um, it's, it's huge. Um, and so the thing about thought life is it's mostly known only to you, and it can't be faked. So you can't get away from what I'm, what I'm thinking. You know what I'm saying? Like I can talk about like, oh, man, I really like, uh, like, like I really like, um, I don't know, something I don't like. And, and, but I never think about it. Does that make sense? So, so if you talk about something, you can maybe fake it. Um, but if you think about something, you can't, there's no reason to fake that to yourself. Does that make sense? Um, that was weird. Um, what you think about most is what you love and what you worship, okay? Uh, we'll just say it that way. Um, and so if you think about you most, and it's okay to love yourself, um, but that's, that's, your, that's what you worship, okay? If you think about um, your grades most, then um, that's, that's what you love and that's what you worship. If you think about your, you know, your boyfriend or your girlfriend most, does that make sense? So like what you're thinking, what's always on your mind most is what you're loving and worshiping. And, and so this is a question I have for y'all. What does your um, relaxed mind think about? What does your relaxed mind think about when you don't have, like next week, spring break, right? Are y'all, are y'all excited about that? I'm excited. It's going to be awesome. Um, spring break's always fun. It's like a holiday for, like, life. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, and so I really enjoy spring break. And it's really needed. And so next week when you're, you know, you're sitting on your mom's couch, what are you going to be thinking about? You don't have anything else to do. You don't have to, she's going to be making you food. She's, you know, paying for the, you know, the heat or the AC or whatever. Like, like what are you thinking about? Does that make sense? So what does your relaxed mind default to or, or think about? Um, what are the things you think about most? Um, it could be if you really like cars, it could be cars, right? Um, if you really like sports, it could be sports. If you really like food, it could be food. Um, if you really like being outdoors, right? Like, does this make sense? Like, what, what am I thinking about um, making money? Like, I've always got this idea on how to make some money. You know what I'm saying? Like, like there's, there's, there's real reality to this. Um, and so what you love what you love, you have thoughts about, okay? And what you think about is what you talk about, okay? And, and here's an example. So if, if, somebody, um, if somebody has on a, like a Dallas Cowboys shirt, right? Boo, yeah, no, whatever, shut up. Um, hey, next year's our year. Um, and, and, okay, if you have a Dallas Cowboys shirt and, and I ask you, hey, um, dude, are you stoked? So, so Q and I became friends this week, and we actually became brothers because he likes the Cowboys as well, so boo him. Um, uh, <laughs> um, 
And, and, I, and I was kind of, I'm, I'm always kind of funny about this because you can say, oh, hey, oh, I heard you like the Cowboys. Neat, you know, big deal. Um, but then I was like, hey, what do you think about Dak, our quarterback? And he had thoughts off the top of his head like, oh, well, I think this, I think this, I think this, right? Um, and, so, and so he really does like the Cowboys, okay? Now, there are a lot of people that I know who say, I don't know if they just think it's cool or if they just, I don't know. I, I, it's funny. Maybe I do the same thing. But they say, oh, I really like football. And I'm like, oh, cool. So, like, who's your team? And they're like, ah, I don't really have a team. And I'm like, okay, so what, what do you like about football? Oh, well, you know, I, I, think, I think about it sometimes. And it's like, man, you don't think about it. And, that, and it's okay. I don't care if you like football or not. Just don't say you like it. And if you don't have any thoughts about it, then you don't like it. Does that make sense? Um, if you don't have thoughts about God... Then, then, then that's okay. You just don't love him, okay? Like, if we're not thinking and talking about God, he's not, he's not the first thing on our mind, and something else is taking his place. Does that make sense? And I, I just want to say that, like, hey, if you're there, just it's, it's most important to be honest about that. Does that make sense? Like, oh, man, I really want to sound something, so I'm going to say how much God means to me. Okay, cool, so what do you think about him? Like, what have you been thinking about God recently? oh, man, I've just been really busy. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, okay, well, that took the spot. That's, that's number one. Does that make sense? Is that cool? Okay, maybe not cool, but whatever. Um, so I want to look at this verse, um, 2 Corinthians um, chapter 10, uh, verses 3 through 6, okay? Um, and it says this. It says, uh, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments. That word arguments can also mean imaginations. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Um, so when we're talking about our thought life, um, there, there is reality to saying, oh, well, my mind was just wandering. Have y'all, have y'all had that before, daydreaming or whatever? Um, but this, this actually says if, if you're smart and you're walking with God, then you actually can take every single thought that you have captive and you can do something with it. You can either let it roam free or you can put it under the obedience of Christ. And so, man, I, I read this a, a couple weeks ago and... Uh, it hit me because I, I had always heard it quoted this way. And maybe it was just in my mind. Just It was incomplete. I said, bringing every thought into captivity. That sounds really nice, right? But under the obedience of Christ. That's the important part of this. And so every single thought um, really can be controlled and submitted to the obedience of Christ. And so when, I, when, I, when it hit me, I was like, man, imaginations, if we're fighting against imaginations, what is worry? Worry is just imagining the worst possible outcome, right? So I can actually take my worry and submit it under the obedience of Christ and no longer be ruled by my worry. Um, stress, thinking of, if you're thinking about yourself all the time, is that being obedient to Jesus? Is that taking those captive and putting them under the obedience of Christ? Is, is lust being put under the obedience of Christ? Is pride being put under the obedience of Christ? Is bitterness being put under that obedience of Christ? We can do this. Does that make sense? Um, it takes practice. And, and I think for, for a lot of people, we've trained ourselves so far not to do that, that it's actually going to take some time for us to kind of 
build those muscles. You know what I'm saying? But it's possible. Um, I don't know about you, but whenever I'm, you know, worried, stressed, um, thinking about, like, lustful thoughts, prideful thoughts, bitter thoughts, like, the last thing on my mind right then is God, okay? And so it's, it's actually, like, complete disobedience to, to, to Jesus, to, to have those things kind of for, for in the forefront of my mind. Um, and so tonight, like, for real, if you want to go after I say this, you can, okay? Because this is the most important thing that's going to happen. Um, the simple answer to everything tonight when we talk about thought life is get your mind on Jesus. It's not get your mind off of blank. It's get your mind on Jesus because inherently, when, when you make a decision and, and you say, I'm going to put my mind on Jesus, um, G.K. Chesterton says, when you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to like an infinity amount of other things, okay? And so when we do this, when we say yes to God and we put our mind on him, then we're, we're ultimately getting our mind off of our, our grades. Or Does that make sense? Okay. Um, okay, cool. So, so there's a, another passage I want to look at, and then we're just going to go back to that Philippians part, but it's in um, the Gospel of Matthew chapter 22, um, verse 36. Um, it's up here. I'll just read it from here. Uh, it says, teacher. So this guy walks up to Jesus and he says, teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, you guys have heard this before maybe, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. Um, Love, your, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And, and I think we do, we can do a really good job loving him with all our heart, right? Because it's like our emotions, you know? I feel lovey towards God, right? Um, my soul, what does that mean? We'll get into that another time. I don't, I don't want to talk about that. Um, and, then, and then with our mind, that's what we're talking about. So how do we love God with our mind? Have you ever thought about this before? It's like a, it's like a big deal. If it's, if it's the greatest commandment, and we're worried about, you know, maybe not using those words or, like, maybe not drinking that thing. Like, this, this kind of takes precedent to this. Does that make sense? Loving God with our mind. And so I love this quote. If, if you've been to Rally before, you've probably heard it. If you've ever been around me, you've definitely heard it. Um, it's by this guy, A.W. Tozer. He says, what comes to your mind when you think about God is the most important thing about you. What comes to your mind. So, so what's the most important thing about you? It's not your family, sorry. It's not your pet, even though it might be cute. Um, it's, it's what comes to your mind when you think about God because that will dictate every, everything in your life. It'll dictate what you eat. It will dictate, it will dictate what you watch. It will dictate what words you use. It will, it will matter how you treat people, matter how you think about yourself. This is a huge deal. And, and the truth is, and it was, it was really fun. Um, man, we just had a blast today. And, uh, and it was really fun to hear people's ideas about God. And it was really interesting to see how they treated people, me or my friends, based on what they said about God. That was really interesting to watch. Um, and so you can actually have a right view of God, and that means you can have a wrong view of God, right? Um, and so when you think about it, rightly, if you look at the Bible, if you, if you study his character and, and his nature and his words and his teachings— um, God is seriously incredible, okay? Like, like, he is worth loving. If nothing less, he's the most wise and most good being in the entire universe. He's, he has a right on my life because of that, okay? He has a right on your life, too. Um, he's the best form of government. He's right. He's love. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He's light. 
Um, he brings salvation. Um, he's the most creative being we can think of. He's the most good being th- we can think of. Um, he's salvation. His presence really is the ultimate gift and treasure. Like, like, Eric, what you said was so good. What you were looking for, you didn't know it, but you were looking to fill your life with Jesus, right? And you were looking for, like, God, God is pleasurable. God is the ultimate everything. And, and you were looking for that, and you finally found him, and I'm so grateful you did. Um, if you're searching for, searching for pleasure, happiness, and peace, Jesus is the answer, okay? Like, for real. There's no other, I mean, you, you, can, you, can, you, can, you can look and look and look and look and look, and you can try all these things, and, and guys, like, for real, it's always going to come back to Jesus, okay? You're going to be left wanting. You're going to be left lacking. And so we read this earlier, but I just want to look at it again. It's so cool. Um, uh, Philippians 4 verse 8 says, uh, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. And God's just saying, that's what I'm like. That's a list of, of God's characteristics and attributes. So if you are kind of stuck in your thought life, just think on those things. You can really simplify that and just say, Finally, brethren, think about God, like, like, and, and who he actually is, because we have to have a right view of who God is. Does that make sense? Um, not what your aunt told you, not what your book professor told you. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, who, is, who is God for real? Um, huh. Um, sorry, my thing's jacked up. Try not to keep y'all here all night. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. God, God really is for you. Okay, He's on your side, and and I really, I really think. Um. Yeah, I, th- I think this is for someone, or maybe multiple people, and I, I don't know who it's for, but, but, but like the, like society, and maybe like your family. I'm not not everybody's family, but most of society and most everything is like against us. Does that make sense? Like, like they love to see you, you struggle, and and they don't love to see you have victory or or overcome things. And, um, yeah, I I really love, um, yeah, I, I I like love sports, and and I think it's really cool to see these guys do really well. And and it just really agitates me when people are like, "Dude, LeBron sucks." You know, like, I'm just like, okay, you don't have to like him, but the dude does not suck. You know what I'm saying? Or like Tom Brady. Like, to, I've, I've just heard this stuff, and I'm like, okay, I get it. You don't like this guy, but, like, he doesn't suck. And, and it's, just, it's just, like, inherent in our, in our culture to just disparage, like, goodness. You know what I'm saying? And actually disparage victory and greatness. And, and I just don't think God's that way at all. Like, he actually wants to see you not struggle. He wants to see you become victorious and, and, and overcome, um, whatever's in your life, whether it's anxiety or, 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 um, yeah, addiction or, or depression or any of these things, man, like, like God really does want to see you overcome it. And I, and I hope you believe that. Like, like the real God is not looking for you to trip up. Okay. Does that make sense? Is that cool? Okay. Um, so yeah, when we're talking about thought life, the reality is like thinking is like a dying art. Okay. Um, it's not considered work or productive. I was, um, like if you were just at your job and you're like staring off and out the window, you could be really thinking up a way to like 
get your corporation like billions of dollars or something like that. And if you weren't like typing away, they'd be like, hey, are you even working right now? Like, like if you look like you're thinking about something, I do this all the time to my friend, Sam. I'm like, hey, are you okay? But he's just thinking, like it's, it's fine. And if you think, if you're just caught thinking, people are going to wonder like, hey, are you okay? And it's like, yeah, just thinking, like it's a good thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so if you learn to take time and think, um, people might ask you, you might be embarrassed. Um, a lot of times, like a Bible word for this would be meditation, okay? Um, and, and there's like, ooh, meditation, you talking about meditation? Um, and it sounds kind of spooky, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, like today. And, and guys, like, when we talk about the Bible uh, way of meditation, excuse me, when we talk about, like, common way of meditation, like the Eastern kind of way, it's getting, it's getting everything out of your mind, okay? It's getting everything out of your head, and, and you just lose yourself. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, but, the, but the Bible way, the godly way to meditate is to actually fill your mind with things of God, okay? So, so when we're talking about this, we, aren't, we are using the same word, but we're not talking about the same thing. It's not affirmations and all this, you know, crystals and silly stuff like that. Uh, it's, it's, it's for real, filling your mind with, with the word of God, with thoughts of God. Um, so, so at the end of the day, what you think about will define you to the world and to God, okay? Like, God sees you for, for not the false, you know what I'm saying, the mask that you put on. He sees you for your thought life, okay? And that's maybe scary to some of us, and, and maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, he really does see us for, for what our thoughts are. Um, the, this has just been on my heart for for weeks and maybe even months, but want to look at this um, article uh, by one of our friends, F.W. Borum. Um, Sean says he likes him, and I believe it because he talks about him, and he thinks about him. Um, and I also love this guy, and, and he has an article called The Vulture's Eye. Some of y'all have read it. Um, it's incredible. Um, and, he, and basically, I'm just going to talk, talk you through it, but essentially... He, he talks about this painting. One, one day he was looking at this painting, and it was of the, uh, I think it was the Valley of the Kings, you know, in, in Egypt. And it's like a desert, and, and, and I think that's where they found King Tut. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. I'm not usually wrong. I'm just kidding. Um, and, so, and so there's this painting. You got the Valley of Kings. You got the desert. You got some, you know, Egyptian stuff. And then, and then you got a vulture, okay, and like a, like a bird, okay. Y'all call it vultures? Is it is that okay? Or is it like buzzards? Like what's West Virginia term? Okay. Hey. But it's called the vulture's eye, so we'll do that. Um, and, and, and Bourne basically says like, he, he, he kind of does like this kind of science lesson. He says, the vulture's eye is one of the best in nature. It's, it's, it's almost like a telescope. It's crazy. Or a microscope. Um, and it can see for like ages. And it can see a bleeding animal. And within moments, y'all seen this, like, vultures just circling around. You're like, man, something's dead or dying over there. You know what I'm saying? Like, driving along. Um, and, and, and what he wants, what, what he wants is something that's dying, right? They're, they're not going to go after you. They're just, they're cleanup crew, right? Like, they're, they're going to go get what's already dead or dying. Um, and so think, but think about this. So they have an amazing, impeccable vision for roadkill, okay? Um, for real, like, like, you know what I'm saying? Um, but think of everything that he misses. I've never heard of a vulture ex- exploring and discovering, like, gems or treasure. He, and, and the whole point of this was the vulture missed 
and this doesn't really mean much to us, but like King Tut, his tomb was there. And so the vulture saw the dead, you know, mouse or something like that, but he didn't, he missed like this, this great historic discovery, okay? Um, and so, so what he was hungry for is what he saw, his appetite directed where he went, okay? A vulture, if he's hungry for something dead, that's what he's going to find. And so when we think about our thought life, we, we say this, well, the Bible says it, we, we repeat it, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also, okay? What you're looking for, you're going to find. Um, what you think about is directly tied to what you're hungry for. Your thought life and appetite are unable to be separated. So, so you can think of thought life or appetite the same way. And Borum says um, this appetite for, for dead, you know, whatever, is, uh, is what makes a vulture a vulture, okay? Does that make sense? Um, and so, and he also goes, he says, a man is different. He hungers for anything precious and rare. No matter how hard we have to try, think about it, go to the bottom of the ocean, go to the highest peak just to get that treasure or just to get that picture or just, you know what I'm saying? Like there's crazy, people do crazy stuff. Um, and, and it doesn't matter what we have to do. We, we have a hunger for treasure, for value, right? Um, you like, you do, you know, if you, you have a crush on a girl, you do anything. You just be willing to look stupid for her. Um, and, and that's exactly what we're talking about. And so, so your appetite, what, what he's saying is your appetite actually defines your character, okay? Your appetite defines your character. I'm going to read this. It's from this uh, article. It's a little, um, it's just amazingly well written. And I was like, I'll probably just break it down. But, man, he just says it so well. I just got to read it. Um, he says this, a little child has an appetite for everything. He puts out his hand to grasp every object he sees. A dahlia and a dandelion are all the same to him. The years teach him to eliminate, okay? He loses his appetite for something every day. By the operation of this law, he may lose his appetite for good things, or he may lose his appetite for bad things. But he will certainly lose his appetite for some things, Okay? By the time that the silver is creeping into his hair, the range of things that will interest him will be extremely limited. And in old age, only one or two master passions will survive. But by those master passions, he will stand or fall. By the appetites that remain, you may know him for what he is. Dude, we're done. Like, that, that's so good. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, my gosh, man. Like, what is it? Like, what is being you know, like weeded out of me every single day. What am I thinking about the thing? And, and what am I, and what am I feeding the things that are, that are not good or, or good? You know what I'm saying? If I'm thinking about God, am I having thoughts of him every day? Am I thinking about just stupid crap? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, am I thinking about that stuff every day? Um, <laughs> if you prefer ground beef to steak, that doesn't mean that ground beef is better. Okay, it just means that you have poor taste or you've never had a good steak. Okay, does that make sense? Like, like for real, um, if you're bored with the thoughts of God, then maybe you just have had, maybe you just have bad taste or you've never actually met the real God. Okay, so if, if God's boring, maybe you are or you just don't know who he is. Does that make sense? Like, like for real. Okay, um, so, so appetite defines your character. Character leads to your vision, okay? Um, we say it like this so simply. I love this. You become like what you behold, okay? What you think about is what you're going to be, 
Okay, just as simple as that. Um, I uh, when I was a when I was a student, um, I I was around guys and they loved reading like these books and and all this stuff. And I loved reading. And one of these books, man, they would talk about all the time. It's by the same guy I quoted earlier. It's actually not that quote is in it, but it's a uh, A.W. Tozer wrote this book called The Pursuit of God. Okay, The Pursuit of God. That just sounds like a cool book. You know what I'm saying? Like. Like, I'm going to go after him. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and, man, they would just, oh, dude, pursuit of God. Oh, Tozer says this. Oh, in the pursuit of God, this, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, dude, like, what is this? Like, I got to read this book. And so I picked it up, and I started reading it. And it's cool. It's got, like, a deer on the, like, it was like, dude, this book is going to be sick. And I started reading it, and I was like, I, I at least at that point, thought I was, like, kind of smart. Dude, I didn't get it at all. I was like, Dude, they're crazy. Like, I don't know. I don't understand. And and I really do believe it's funny because years later I picked it up and it blew my mind. Okay? It, it just and it wasn't even many years later. And I didn't get much smarter. I mean, it wasn't like like I learned to read or something like that. Um, but but your character, it comes down to this, like God will speak to you if you if you want him to. But God's not foolish, okay? God is not, it's, the Bible says he will not be mocked, okay? And, and, and if you look at, you know, kind of the way that he interacts with man, there's two prerequisites, two prerequisites um, that, that God holds dearly, okay? Um, the first one is, and, and they're both really easy, you just have to be willing, okay? You have to be willing to do two things. You have to be willing to learn, okay? So you have to be willing to put the time in and read and spend time with him. And then, and then this is the trippy part. You really have to be willing to obey, okay? Every single, I mean, if you look at Peter, James, and John, those guys are always willing to learn, and, and they, they take a lot of flack, but they're always, they're always obedient. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and they were Jesus' best friends. And so for me, I really think at that point in my life, I don't remember, you know, what was going on or anything, but I, I'm pretty sure in that point in my life, like, the Lord was not really saying much, through that book to me because I was either not willing to learn or I wasn't willing to obey. Okay? Does that make sense? Um, man, that's a huge deal. So your character leads to your vision. Frankie and I and Ian went to Arkansas a couple weeks ago, and it was awesome. We had a blast. We missed you guys. Um, and Frankie and I were, like, super stoked on uh, dreaming together about getting transit vans. Do you know what those are? They're like the tall, kind of like spaceship-looking vans. Um, transit or sp Sprinter, right? Yeah, and we were like, oh, we could do this, and, and this could happen, and oh, this would be awesome. We could, oh, man, it was so fun. And I'll tell you what, I, don't, I know for a fact that there were more transit vans and Sprinter vans on the roads those days than there have ever been in my life. Because I was thinking about them, and I noticed them more. Does that make sense? So there actually weren't more, but because we were hungry to see them, Ian was probably, like, sick of hearing us talking about, like, God, shut up. Like, we get it. <laughs> we were, like, looking them up, like, oh, we could get this. And then all you would have to add is, like, $12,000. Then you could do this. Like, dude, it was awesome. So, um, yeah, we were having a blast. But we saw so many of them because our thoughts were on them, okay? And if our thoughts are on something, you know, if your thoughts are on, like, the wham-wham stuff, you're going to have a lot of wham-wham stuff in your life. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
Like for real, you know what I'm saying? Um, if your thoughts are on God and your thoughts are on joy, you're going to see him everywhere. Guys like, dude, oh my gosh. I mean, I mean, movies, shows, you're going to feel convicted. Like, man, I shouldn't be watching this. But you're also going to be like, oh, holy crap. Like, God is all over this. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many movies, man. Anyways, if, if you're hungry for God, you'll find him, okay? Um, if you're willing to obey and willing to learn, like, you'll find him, okay? Um, so, yeah, so, so, so your character leads to your vision. And then the last thing is just, like, your vision is the basis of achievement, okay? What that means is, y'all have heard this before, as Pulley's put simply, what you see is what you get. If you want God, you'll get him. Okay, if you want to spend time with him, if you want to learn about him, you're going to get God. Does that make sense? You're going to get his presence. I mean, I mean, how many of us felt God's presence during worship earlier? There was probably a couple of us who did it. And that and that's and that that's okay, but that's just telling like, hey, there were people who were really looking for God and then and then maybe my heart was off. Does that make sense? I've been in so many um yeah, just around people who who are desperately seeking God. And, and maybe sometimes I miss it. You know what I'm saying? And it's because I'm not hungry for it. Ultimately, it's because my, my mind isn't on him at the front. Does that make sense? Like, is this okay? Okay. Um, yeah. If um, it, The Bible says uh, you will be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Okay? One of our friends says it's not the removal of your mind. A lot of people think, oh, you got to be dumb and just like, you know, like get it out of your head to be a Christian. Um, but really, it's the renewing of your mind. When you're born again, you get the mind of Christ. When you have the mind of Jesus, it's still possible to have those vulture thoughts, okay? If, you have, if, you're, if you're saved, you, it's still possible for you to have the vulture thoughts, like looking for the, the bad and stuff, and, 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 and you know what I'm saying? Um, but it's also possible, if you are born again, to have the mind of Christ and, and practice it. Um, like, like, in, like in our verses earlier, um, in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then this promise comes, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. You won't understand it, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Man, that is, that's a promise. If you want this, you do have to practice it, okay? It's not just going to embed itself in your head. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you actually have to, you have to try, okay? Um, <laughs> And that's the cool thing. God always wants us to cooperate with him. If he just, you know, flipped a switch, it wouldn't really be meaningful. Like, like we really, he asks us to try these things with him and, and trust him. And, and as we trust him, we, we get to know him more. He's so big and beautiful and wonderful and worthy. If that, if that doesn't affect you, if you, if you are sitting here kind of like, man, this guy really thinks Jesus is pretty cool. Um, it's about thinking, okay? Um, it's about having the correct thoughts. If it doesn't affect you the way it does your friends or you don't read the same things in the Bible or your books that your small group leader does, it doesn't mean you can't. It just means your appetite needs to change. Does that make sense? Um, I, I really did not want anybody to walk, or walk away thinking, oh, he's just trying to tell me to be more hungry. Okay? Like, like that's not where I'm going. Okay? But I'm saying is we have to see Jesus for who he is. We have to understand who God is for real. And then we can have a mind in love with him, right? Does that make sense? So last couple things. Um, how, how do we do this? Maybe like some practical ways to do this, okay? Um, and this is, I really just have like one main one. Are you all ready? Okay, spring break's coming up. 
So you have a lot of discretionary time. Y'all's spring break is almost over. So you still have a lot of discretionary time because you're college students. Um, what if tonight, hey, I, hey, this is a challenge, okay? Like for real. If you, if you really want to, 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 to show God that you're hungry and, and you're humbling yourself, I challenge you to delete both for one week, okay, so you'll be okay, nothing's really going to happen, uh, Instagram and TikTok for one week, okay? Can you do it? If you do that, you can, you will have a lot more time to kind of th- sit around and think, okay? You'll be more bored, okay? Um, you're you're going to be more bored, but you can fill that time with either grumpiness, I wish I was on TikTok, which no one would ever say, or... Or thoughts of God. Hey, I wonder what God's like. I'm going to read that book my small group leader showed me. I'm going to start reading my Bible. I'm going to read that book I bought last week at the, at the book sale. Um, otherwise, it's not going to happen, okay? Nobody on earth is going to wish that they spent more time looking at memes, okay? Like, for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, like guys, like, if, if you go home and you, and you don't do this, you might have a good spring break. And, and, and I'm not saying this is the only way, okay? But this is, this is a way that's kind of guaranteed that something's going to happen, okay? And if you don't have a mind in love with God, um, you need to do something drastic, okay? And this is really not drastic at all, okay? Thousands of years of people have proven that to us. Uh, but look, you know, you can, you can, okay, well, I deleted it from my phone, but I'm still going to watch a bunch of TV or basketball or, you know, whatever. That's fine. Like, like do it, Okay. But don't, don't get mad on Friday. Man, I wasted my week. I looked at all these memes. I sent my friends think I'm funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, like literally, who cares? Um, God doesn't think it's funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he, he doesn't like it when we waste his time. And, and he doesn't like us when we waste his mind. Okay? And he's given us minds. And, man, we can just do so much more with, with them than, you know, Silly stuff. That's really, yeah. Does that make sense? So, so that's my challenge. Get rid of it. You can do it tonight, um, and, and you're not gonna you're not gonna miss it. Um, sorry, my wife is locked out. Uh, hey, can you open that door? She can't open it. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> oh, she's good. Hey, babe. Um, so yeah, does that make sense? So so get rid of it. It's not helping. If you don't have a mind in love with God now, and you've had that. It's probably part of the reason why, okay? And I don't want you to just think I'm grumpy. Oh, TikTok sucks. Um, what's it? Instagram, lame, bloop, you know, whatever. But it, but, it, but it is a distraction, and it is something that loves to fill our time, and it's much easier to look at that stuff than it is to cultivate a mind in love with God. And there's nothing good about taking the easy way, okay? Um, so that's, that's my challenge. A couple other practical things. Uh, Use post-it notes or, or, or reminders on your phone or whatever, like you could put in your car. Hey, don't listen to that podcast today. Pray or listen to the sermon or, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I don't think a lot of us mean to do it. Does that make sense? It's just a habit that we've built for years and years or months and months or, or whatever. Um, and, and, and really just to remind us to, to have a mind in love with God. You put it in your car, um, put it on your phone, put it on your computer when you open up your computer. You know, whatever you, whatever you need to do. But take it seriously because... Because if, if you don't do something drastic, it's not going to change. Does that make sense? Like, you're not going to gradually have a mind in love with God. You, you, have, to, you have to try. 
Um, uh, the last thing, this has been really helpful for me, is, is take really, really good notes. Tommy, even though you're hurt, he takes great notes. They're, they're, A, they're really, like, concise, but they're also beautiful. Like, it's, you're really good at taking notes. Uh, that maybe makes them look cool and stuff. And, and so just, be, just take notes on, on sermons, on um, small groups, on, on all that type of thing, and, and actually, like, look at them later and, and put them in your own words and then go teach them to someone else. That makes sense? Like, all these things are just so honestly easy and simple ways to, to have a mind in love with God. Um, does that make sense? Cool. Uh, band, you, y'all come up. Um, if you don't like to read the Bible or old dead, old dead guys, um, some of the finer things in life really do take cultivation, okay? Like, like God is not cheap and he's not easy, okay? Um, and so when we're, when we're trying to read the Bible and it's hard, or when we're trying to read this book that my, my small group leader gave me, um, you might have to work at reading or even wanting to read. It does take cultivation to do things that are actually worth doing. If it was easy, everyone would do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's not impressive if you can, honestly, I'm not impressed with anybody here that can tie their shoe. You know what I'm saying? Like, does that make sense? And so, so that doesn't actually take that much cultivation. Um, but, but if you have actual deep thoughts of God and you can express them well, Adria is a great example. She does this amazingly. Brandon does a great job, like, like, they take these complex ideas from stuff they're reading it, and then Brandon will be like, oh, dude, this is like on Kung Fu Panda. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. Like, it's so good. Um, and, and, and so if you can do that, that, that takes time and it takes practice. Um, yeah. So we basically just have to trust God, okay? Like, like we have to see him as trustworthy. We have to believe that he's going to come through. And, and I, hey, if you take a step so drastic as deleting those apps for one week, the Lord will, will blow your mind, like for real. Like you will come back changed for the better. If you don't do it, you will come back changed, okay? Does that make sense? Like if, if whether or not you do these things, you will change over one week's time, uh, especially a week where you're, where you're at home kind of doing your thing. Um, so we just need to be aware that God isn't cheap. He's not easy. He lets us check our phones and, but makes us wait on him uh, for maybe a longer time just because he's, he's showing us how valuable and how worth it he is. Does that make sense? Um, so very, very last thing. Um, yeah, yeah, one thing that, that we've been trained to do, every, everybody has this in common, okay, through your years in high school, middle school, um, college, whatever year you are in college, you have been trained to actually um, not be very, um, not be a good thinker. You just go to your class, you, you, you take, you kind of binge what you need to take, and then you throw it up on your test, and then you forget about it, right? Um, and, and that is a huge deal. Um, and so what we really need to do is to learn to process or digest what we've been given. So you're sitting here, maybe you had small group this past week. Did you forget what was said at small group, what was so good at small group? You know what I'm saying? If you, if you haven't digested it, you're going to forget it. And then you go home, maybe on your way home, you listen to a, small, uh, a sermon um, in the car, and, and then you forgot what was said tonight. Does that make sense? We really need to make time in our day where we can't be so busy that we just let the things of God go in one year and out the other, because they will. They take time. They take time to cultivate. They take time to think about. And, and so if you, if you take this, this week, stuff you're reading, stuff you're listening to, stuff that was said tonight or this week, like, like, take time to digest it. Maybe that just takes, I know that's really uh, 
up, up here. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that just means taking a few notes. Man, what, what, what Abby said was so good. I'm going to write that down. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, man, the one thing I remember from that sermon was, you know, get your mind on Jesus, right? Write that down and think about it for five minutes. Like, get quiet, quiet your heart, quiet your spirit, and think about those things. And let the Lord use it to change you. Does that make sense? So, yeah, I think if we learn to do this, not only will you be more godly, I think you'll be smarter, and I actually think you'll be a better student, which is a huge deal, um, because you can actually take in and, and do something with um, what's being said in, in your class or at your church or whatever. So, um, so that's it. Um, man, I, I'm really grateful for y'all. I, I really pray that this will strengthen you to, to become um, a thinker and, and a reader um, and a learner. Um, because that's going to make us more like Jesus. Jesus, we love you. God, um, yeah, thank you that you've given this us, made us in your image in order to be able to think and have a mind that we can think about you, God. Lord, I repent of all times and all things that I've wasted my mind on, God. Lord, if there's anything in my heart and in my mind that, that isn't good and isn't what you want me to be thinking about, God, would you just reveal it to me tonight, God? Um, reveal it to all of us, Father God. We, we want to know you. We want to be like you. And we want to know who you are, God. You, you really are so precious and, and so good, God. We love you. And we're grateful for your generosity and your patience with us, God. Um, and we want to worship you tonight, Lord. We love you. And you're never pray. Amen.